Today we finish up our series on Dennis Nilsson. We'll cover his fresh start as he moves to his new flat, the last of his murders, and how he went about disposing of his victims' bodies. We'll also look at his toilet issues and the genius idea he had to cover his ass before his entire world came crashing down. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you were hoping for some sort of redemption story in today's series finale, stick around. Much like a legitimate massage parlor, there is no happy ending here. This is an Necronomapod. Pussy, 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 pussy. <laughs> Is that the counter for this episode? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I recently found out that some people are disgusted by the word pussy. And I think I'm going to make it my mission to make this the <laughs> record for the amount of times pussy <laughs> is said in a single episode. <laughs> what do you think about that, Dave? Do you like it or are you going to be a pussy about it? I don't mind it a bit. <laughs> it's a lovely word in my book. It's a beautiful word. How can anyone hate that word? Pussy. <laughs> ding! <laughs> I'll, I'll be your dinger for it. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be your pussy dinger. <laughs> you really should have put that on your board. It would have been a lot easier. <laughs> Get it on the wrong side. <laughs> All right. So let's see everyone next week, I guess. It's been a good show. <laughs> Have we been rooting for Dennis to make it, to turn his life around? He made numerous attempts at fresh starts. Look, I'm ready to say bygones. What's done is done. Fresh, new flat up in the attic. Fresh start. Let's Mm. go. That might be a break. Never mind all those bodies you've you've ruined. You're going to give him a pass on that? No. Anti-death penalty people. You just want (laughs) to let people get away with whatever they want. Yeah. No, you feel bad about those murders. Okay. He didn't like the killing. Need I remind you? He didn't like that part. He just likes coming on their dead bodies. Is that so wrong? Mike, I don't even know how to answer that question. You bleeding heart fucking whatever. Oh, are you calling me a pussy? (laughs) Maybe that person likes the word cunt instead. Twat. Twat's a good one. Mm. Gash. Oh, no, nobody ah, likes that word. Oh. <laughs> it's so gash. It's so Ugh. aggressive. <laughs> that, that might be one of the worst you words. You don't like ever. gash? No. But slot. <laughs> I don't mind slot. That's, that's still up there. That's with gash, I think. <laughs> makes me think of slot machines, which are fun. And just makes me think of having a good time. <laughs> gash makes me think of like when you cut yourself and you get like a gash on your arm and it's all bloody and like yeah. just this open wound. In what world are we sitting here talking about <laughs> euphemisms for a vagina like this? <laughs> hey, in this world, pal. <laughs> I didn't say pussy, did I? Well, now I did. I, Count it. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> Dennis was up to a lot last week. 
He uh he was making some moves on the street. <laughs> that that whole uh, pulling the dead body on top of him still blows my mind. Mm. Of all the things we've talked about on this show over the years, that one really that's the, something. He does some really weird stuff with the dead bodies. Yeah. The weirdness factor. It's like when you try to picture yourself standing in the room watching. Yeah. Picturing Dennis on his yeah. back with a dead body on top of him. Just staring it into its <laughs> eyes. It's dead, shallow eyes. He's, he, We're gonna you know this. he's talking, oh, you know, yeah. crazy. We'll get into some of that tonight, too. Mm-hmm. Hello, like, governor. <laughs> what you doing on top of me? <laughs> My like, God, if I killed you. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Where we left off on part two, Dennis had disposed of the remaining victims he had stored around his flat. He had three under the floorboards and three out in the shed by his garden. Those ones were dismembered already. There's in bags and suitcases. His landlord hooked him up with a new flat at 23 Cranley Gardens, which you pointed out last week, David, doesn't make sense. It was a attic flat. So for what Dennis was up to, it would be a lot harder to get away with things. Plus there was multiple units in this place it sounds like he was what doing construction or something on where he lived currently he didn't really have a choice right he was booting them but just here's a new place if you want it right he had also had some issues with that place too like it seemed like someone was trying to force him out yeah so so he didn't have much of a choice yeah maybe didn't take the best option maybe he should have looked elsewhere but maybe he saw it as this was my chance to you know Get on the straight and narrow path and get better and turn my life around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no more if, killing. If people live below me, I'm certainly not going to be murdering people up here. Exactly. It'll it, never happen. That's pretty much what he was what he was thinking. <laughs> we talked about that he had attacked Paul Nobbs after he moved into this flat. He didn't kill Paul, so I guess the fresh start is... Still intact, technically. <laughs> he came pretty close to killing Paul Nobbs. But that was the college kid that he strangled pretty close to death and then just like kicked him out on the street. And that kid showed up to school, right? Like mm-hmm. all busted up, and his professor's like, You got to go to the hospital. Yeah, like bloodshot yeah. eyes and ligature marks on his neck. Yeah. Which is crazy that Dennis was just like, Get out of here, yeah. punk. Be on your way now. Nothing will happen to me. When nothing had to this point, right? Yeah. Like just having bonfires in the backyard. Free reign. In March of 1982, so that would be four months after Paul Nobbs, Dennis was out drinking when he ran into 28-year-old John Howlett. John and Dennis knew each other from other bars, so John approached Dennis and they had some drinks. The bartender was taking a long time to get drinks, so after a while, Dennis said that they should go back to his flat and drink. (laughs) How long did it take? Like, they were drinking. Like an hour? Yeah, like, she was just running behind, like... Like, there was a bunch of people there who took a long time to be able to get a drink. What were you talking about? Bartender's attention. The bartender length or him bringing someone back to kill them? No, the bartender oh, length. Okay. Like, I'm just okay. picturing them standing trying to get a pint and, like, they're standing there for 45 minutes. Is that the not friend, the most like, they frustrating? Give up and, like, if you wait, make me wait five minutes, I'm, like, becoming a Karen about it. I don't like to wait. No. 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 But maybe it was going on all night and I finally had enough. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Like, they had two or three beers by the time the fourth one was like, okay, this it's taking too long. Yeah. So they just watched TV and drank until around midnight. Were they watching Benny Hill? 
Benny Hill show. <laughs> Classic British sitcom. I think we're watching Monty Python. Whatever that <laughs> Even show better. Yeah. Sorry, not a sitcom. Sketch comedy. I love the old Monty Python shows. They're fucking funny. I've never really watched them. They're pretty good. At least the, I haven't seen a ton, but. Yeah, that's good stuff. Maybe they're watching Spinal Tap. Was that out yet? 82? No, probably not. 84 Spinal Tap, maybe? That's not right? I don't. It was 80 something. Yeah. I don't remember. All right, it wasn't Spinal Tap. <laughs> Never mind. John said that he was tired and he asked Dennis if he could crash there. Dennis agreed and John got into Dennis's bed while Dennis just stayed up drinking. About an hour later, Dennis went in to check on John and he found John sprawled out across his bed naked just like made himself at home mike did that at my house one time i'm like put that fucking thing away what are you doing so then i spent the next half hour rolling it up and putting it away and it was a whole thing he made it awkward it didn't have to be awkward he made it awkward dennis woke him up and said that he would get john a taxi but john really wasn't responding and dennis wasn't thrilled at all he didn't find john attractive and wanted him out like this was one of the people that he was an acquaintance with and didn't kill. He just wanted to drink. Yeah, he had a couple of these people throughout life. No uggos. Get out. I don't kill uggos. <laughs> Take your hog and beat it, pal. <laughs> Get it? Take your hog and beat it. <laughs> he wasn't touching it. <laughs> I don't want that thing. I'm not going to kill you. Who do you think you are? You're Same not- thing as Dahmer. Dahmer said that he only killed the beautiful ones. There you go. Because he wanted to keep them. Retain their beauty for all eternity. Yeah. No uggos, Ian. No uggos. Uggos need not apply. (laughs) So Dennis grabbed a belt and put it around John's neck and pulled back. John started fighting back, which caused Bleep to start barking. Remember, he's in this attic flat now, so there's people in the building. Ah. Eventually, John stopped moving, so Dennis let go of the belt and got Bleep to calm down. And the other thing, too, he hasn't done this in front of Bleep since early on in part one because Bleep starts barking. Yeah. And it, it's an issue. Let me put Bleep away before I murder. <laughs> You're such a good boy, Bleep. We have the the uh, the gif of him rolling around with Bleep on a bed. So, <laughs> yeah, that's per- Bleep didn't Bleep didn't sign up for any of this. For no the record. No, he's a good little boy that went home. <laughs> Now he's got to watch this guy murder people. Good boy. <laughs> you think Bleep snacked on some human flesh? <laughs> I think it's probably pretty likely. Between accidental flesh falling when he's, you know, Dennis is carving things up or just like looking at him like, hey, there you go. There's a little yeah, something for yeah. you. Keep your mouth shut. Here's a little something for you. <laughs> oh, it was a good Bleep. It was yeah. a good Bleep. <laughs> you think Bleep had that thirst for human flesh? Hmm. No. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Who could say these things? Who could say? <laughs> but I'm sure some scraps flew on the ground every now and then, you know? He yeah. definitely ate something. Yeah. Somewhere along the or line. Or licked up some blood for sure. Yeah. It's not Bleep's fault. No, I'm not blaming You're Bleep. You're a good boy, Bleep. I'm not blaming Bleep. <laughs> what did I call him last week? Blip? Blippy. <laughs> Blippy. Isn't that the kids' YouTube thing? <laughs> yeah. That's why I was laughing. Blippy. <laughs> Well, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Actually, there's a newspaper misprint that called them blip. We'll talk about that at, oh, the, at, see? The, at the end of the show. I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so once he calmed bleep down, Dennis walked back into his room and found that John was still breathing, but barely. 
So Dennis filled up his bathtub with water, dragged John in, and pushed his head under till he drowned. Dennis poured a glass of rum and stood there drinking while John was just hanging out of the bathtub. Like, it sounded like a way of, thanks, John, you made me fuck up my fresh start. Yeah. Why'd you make me do that, John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is your fault. I didn't want to do this. You did this. Exactly. You made me do this. You enticed me. <laughs> Dennis then changed the sheets on his bed and went to sleep, cuddling bleep, while John was just hanging halfway out of a tub full of water. Oh, bleep. So stinking cute. (laughs) (laughs) Bleep's the hero here. Bleep's no Delcy, pal. Delcy will always be the necro dog. (laughs) This is true. Bleep, bleeps like uh, softens the edges of this story. Yeah, bleep. there's a corpse yeah. in the, hanging out of the bathtub in one room, but oh, cuddle with bleep in the other room. Yeah, bleep, bleep has seen some shit. <laughs> bleep has seen some shit. Bleep has heard some shit too, because you know Dennis is just talking to himself all day long. Oh my god, yeah. But bleep's never heard any music because all music is heard through headphones. This is also poor true. bleep has heard all this shit, but never got to hear a single bit of music. <laughs> no Unless, joy division you know, or the cure for you, bleep. However, I'm going to be honest. I could see Dennis like putting the headphones on bleep, like on one of those like lonely drunken nights. Oh. Like here, bleep, you should listen to this. That probably happened. Yeah. All right, bleep has heard some music. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's a little silver lining. Bleep has heard some music. I'll sign off on that. That for sure happened. (laughs) The next morning, Dennis had to go to work, so he put John's body into a wardrobe. Three days later, he pulled John's body out and started the process of dismembering it. To get rid of the organs, Dennis cut them into pieces and flushed them down the toilet. The toilet gurgled like when you know that it's about to clog. Like a post-Taco Bell. I was going to say, like, like your stomach after you eat Taco Bell, like, you know it's about to go down. <laughs> so Dennis carved around the bones and boiled the flesh and remaining organs until they were like a, a jelly-like substance and then flushed them down mm. the toilet. Hey, you know what, Dennis? Still not a good idea. It is not, not meant for that substance. <laughs> fucking imbecile <laughs> yeah because it's like fat and stuff so it's yeah. it's like a jelly for real not not smart yeah it's not gonna break up like it's it's just, it's just gonna clog right he broke up most of the bones and put them into the garbage and for the bones that were bigger like leg bones things like that he put those bones in garbage bags and stored them in a tea chest he had in his living room you know what kind of tea he stocked in there i don't know Earl Grave. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's what I read. I haven't had Earl Grey tea in a long time. (laughs) I used to love that stuff. Tasty. I like tea. I like hot tea. I've been drinking some London Fogs. So good. I don't know if I've had that. I don't know what's in it. I just drink it. You buy K-cups of it? No, it's like tea and a little bit of honey and some sort of flavor and some half and half. But you buy the tea bags, and then you add everything to it. I, I don't make it. I don't oh, know. I just okay. get, you're just served it. It just gets served to me, and I find it tasty. I couldn't tell you what goes into the process. I love tea. I like tea better than coffee. Mm. I just, you know, I don't get the same kick from tea that mm. I get from coffee. But if I had my choice, I would take tea over coffee, typically. Eh, I don't mind it. It's not my favorite. Yeah, I enjoy tea. Wouldn't take it over coffee. No. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it better than 
I did go to fancy tea time when I was in London. It's a, it's a oh, whole yeah. thing. It was uh, it was fun. It was tasty. Very high brow. What do they do over there? Do they have a specific recipe for tea, or is it just like for real? There's lots of different kinds of teas I believe you can get. But there's not like a customary where you say, I want a tea, and you get just a tea? Or do you get something with already like ingredients in the tea? No, you order whatever specific tea you want. Oh, okay. And then little little cucumber sandwiches and mm-hmm. finger stuff and uh, tasty treats, crumpets and what have you. All right. It's a whole thing. So Dennis was definitely sitting there drinking tea with bleep. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, with when the, he wasn't drinking alcohol. The bones hanging out of the tea chest. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Bleep's like got his head cocked to the side <laughs> when he goes to get the tea like, hmm, something wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in May of 1982, Dennis was out drinking when he noticed 21-year-old Carl Stoddart drinking alone. Dennis walked over and introduced himself, and the two started talking. Carl told Dennis about how he had just broken up with a boyfriend who was abusive. One thing led to another, and the two of them ended up back at Dennis's flat drinking and listening to music. At one point in the night, Dennis said, you really need to listen to whatever song, probably Joy Division or The Cure. (laughs) Dennis was a big fan of both of those. You got to listen to it with the headphones on to get the full experience. Dennis came behind Carl and started kissing his neck, but Carl shut him down and the two went to sleep. About an hour later, Dennis wrapped a belt around Carl's neck and choked him unconscious. Carl later said that when he started to regain consciousness, He could hear water running, and then he got hit with ice-cold water and realized that he was actually underwater. Carl said that Dennis pulled his head up and pushed it back under three times before Carl lost consciousness again. Dennis assumed Carl was dead and dragged him out into the living room. Dennis poured a glass of rum and sat there looking at Carl. Again, it sounded like thinking, why'd you make me do this type deal? Yeah. When Bleep walked up and started licking Carl's face, to which Dennis checked, and Carl was still alive. Bleep! <laughs> nice job, Bleep! <laughs> Bleep's the hero of this story. There's no denying it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's the, he's the one you're rooting for, right? I am. He's the redeeming He is the quality redeeming of the quality. Story. Yeah, I agree. We don't often get redeeming qualities in these stories. We don't usually talk no, about a pet. No, Or a... You know, anything that's attached to the villain. Yeah. Dennis was capable of total love for Bleep. So we should definitely not give him the death penalty. And he also (laughs) did not like killing. (laughs) Right. Mm. He just liked the end result. So we should set him free. Well, that sounds ridiculous. (laughs) That sounds like something a pussy would say. (laughs) But I think life behind bars, uh, very fitting, probably. But I don't know how the story ends. He might not even get caught. He might might still be on the loose. We might never have even heard about him. (laughs) I don't even know who we're talking about. (laughs) Ian made this whole story up. (laughs) Dennis had second thoughts about killing Carl and spent the rest of the morning reviving him. Once Carl was able to talk and stuff, Dennis dropped him off at the Royal Free Hospital in Hampstead, where, again, it was a mix of not remembering things because... You know, all of the alcohol, there's a lot of alcohol involved. And the embarrassment of saying that you were sexually assaulted by another man. And Dennis was allowed to go free again. 
He uses that very much to his advantage. I think that's time why he's again. so confident in letting some of these guys leave. Yeah. It doesn't yep. even cross his mind that he'll sure. get in trouble. Dennis kept himself under control for the next couple months until September when he met 27-year-old Graham Allen. It's not clear how these two met or how Graham ended up at Dennis's flat. Dennis said he didn't remember killing Graham, but based on the red marks around Graham's neck, he must have been the one that, that did it. Dennis specifically said in his, his interview about this death that he was cooking Graham some food. They, he was making him an omelet. And so he blacked out at some point and then came to and Graham was dead. Hmm. He was like, it was either me or the omelet, like made a joke out of it. <laughs> Hilarious. He's no Ed Kemper. He's not. <laughs> like, you get drunk sometimes. You kind of have hazy parts of what you did the night before. Do you think you could ever forget murdering somebody? Ever drank enough to where you would forget murdering somebody? Well, I, I obviously we would say no, but if you've done it so many times, maybe. It's just common. Like if you get so, so like, used to it, well, I don't know. Like it all blends together. You're like, I don't even remember if I did that or not. Yeah. Like 99% yeah. of the story I think about and I'm like, well, I couldn't put myself in that situation. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I You would think he would remember that, but it also seems like this guy drinks rum more than he drinks anything else available. Maybe he did just get super blacked out drunk and didn't know or didn't didn't at least remember it. Maybe it felt like one of those like dream type things like, oh, did I really do that last night? Yeah, he's putting down some bottles of rum. Ugh, again, just sipping rum. Can't do it. I'm sure there's good mm. sipping rums out there. I haven't found them. I'm not really on the hunt for them, though. <laughs> Nor am I. <laughs> Nor am I. All right. All right. Yeah, I guess just everything probably becomes a blur at some point. Yeah, and it's like he doesn't drink on the job. Um, well, it's not crazy. <laughs> but as soon as work is over, he's just Oh, you pounded, meant that, right? like, yeah, on the job. Yeah, like when I he's was, is at the union job center thing. Yeah, that's the only time he's sober. Yeah, other than that, he's wrecked. Ian's never sober on the job, so I don't know. Can we criticize this guy all that much? I don't know. Are, are Dave, are we in a position to criticize? Well. Can you imagine if we hired an HR department for this? We'd have to fire them for writing us up. Big so, Ian, uh, what do you do here? If you smoke like I smoke, then you high like every day. <laughs> what is that from? Warren G. Uh -huh. I found the isolated lyrics to that. I'm like, oh, I got to pull that. <laughs> that might have been some new Kanye lyrics or something. Did you see that Ozzy Osbourne and his Sharon went as Kanye and his new wife? I did see that. Oh, yeah. He was just, but Ozzy looked like a ninja or something. Like he was all covered just up. all blacked out. And his wife, uh, Sharon, just was like naked with a pillow in front of her. Was that like a picture they took or something? I didn't get the reference. Mm, I don't know. I haven't paid attention to Kanye. Smart man. You're not mm -hmm. in the cult. No. Sharon's looking a bit odd. A bit procedured. Something. Terrible. She was, she looked like really, really skinny, and her face looked like she was wearing a mask. Yeah, she's, she's had too much work, I think. Looking. Ozzy, I think, has too, but he was covered up, so I couldn't really <laughs> see him. Anyways, that's all. Thank you for coming to my <laughs> Kanye West talk. <laughs>
Is that Warren G or is that Nate Dog? That's Warren G, right? Play it again. If you smoke like I smoke, then you high like every day. No, it's Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but I wish it was Kevin Hart. Could be Nate Dog. Is that Nate Dog? You guys ought to be ashamed of yourself. I know. I don't remember. How do you not know this? It sounds different. It was just the isolated. Oh, track I hope and... they fucking roast you too for this one. <laughs> That's all right. All right. It certainly wasn't Snoop Dogg. No, it was not. No, it was not. <laughs> I believe Nate Dogg is Snoop's cousin, though, or was Snoop's cousin. How do you become not someone's cousin? You pass away. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you leave the planet. So Dennis. You know, like we said he was super drunk. So all of this, he says, was very hazy. But he filled up his bathtub and put Graham's body in and then went to work. Like he was super hungover this day. Like He talked about how work dragged and all that stuff. Over the next three days, Dennis drained the water and filled it back up until the fourth day when he dismembered the body. I can't even imagine even three days in water you start to get issues with decomposition. Is refilling it to make it cold water again and keep it at least somewhat probably cool under temperature? That makes sense, but still. That's some soup going on in there, right? And this is still where he cleaned himself. <sighs> You're just brushing your teeth in the morning <laughs> going to work. Like, <laughs> it's like Pee Wee's Playhouse <laughs> from hell. <laughs> This chunk of this guy's body <laughs> floating in your tub. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> so on the fourth day, after he dismembered the body, he disposed of it in the exact way he did with John Howlett. He boiled everything into a jelly and flushed it down the toilet and kept the larger bones in his tea chest. On December 31st, 1982, Dennis spent most of the day drinking at a pub not too far from his flat. That's all he does, right? He works or drinks all day. Yeah, or listens to music. Listens to music. Get takes bleep for a walk while that. drinking though. He's still listening He's, to music while drinking. Yeah, yeah. Drinking never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> probably drinking while walking bleep too. He probably has a flask or something. Sure. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I have no, no it's, issue. It's, it's one of the better things he does. <laughs> it's one of the only good things he does. <laughs> he went home around eight p.m. and. Completely out of character, he knocked on the door of his downstairs neighbors, Vivian McStay and Monique Van Ruder, and asked them if they wanted to come over for dinner. They told Dennis no, they were already in the middle of cooking, and they later said that Dennis seemed super pissed that they didn't want to hang out. Regardless, Dennis told them what pub he would be drinking at later in the evening and invited them to come get a drink with him. I'm assuming they did not take him up on that offer? No. Good. <laughs> I wonder what he was going to make for dinner. Hmm. People didn't have a problem with him in the apartment building, but he was just the weird, quiet guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So when he knocks on the door randomly, you've never really talked to him before, and he wants to eat dinner, it's like, eh, it's a little odd. Hello, loves. You want to come over <laughs> for dinner? <laughs> for supper? <laughs> like a nice penis pie. <laughs> Dennis went upstairs, and for the next three hours, he drank glass after glass of rum. At 11 p.m., he stumbled his way to the Green Man Pub, where he met a Japanese chef named Tashimitsu Azawa. The pub closed at midnight, so Azawa agreed to go back to Dennis's flat and continue drinking. At one point, Dennis wrapped a necktie 
around his hands and walk towards Azawa. Like so, you know, he had each end wrapped like he strangling. Yeah. yeah. At first, he thought that Dennis was just joking around, and looking back on the incident, Azawa said that he could see in Dennis's eyes that he wasn't joking around. Azawa started yelling at Dennis and ran out of the building. It sounded like Dennis was too drunk to actually attack Azawa. Hmm. Any like a Bluetooth for serial killers? Like when you're too drunk to get it up, mm. too drunk to kill, like blue choke or something. <laughs> and then something like, that helps it you wakes murder. You up. It gets you going, yeah. Like it'll pick me up. Yeah, it helps you finish your murder when you're not up to the task. All right, we're on to something. Hmm. We'll put choke. it in uh, research and development. See what Declan can come up with. He'll work up on something. It'll be, it won't, it'll be a <laughs> failure, but he'll try. You ever see somebody when they're super drunk and they're just like kind of standing there staring mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. caught in a loop or whatever? Yeah. So I picture this was like Dennis was just like kind of caught in that loop holding the necktie Forgot out. the process that he started and just yeah. kind of short-circuited. Should have killed him. Be done with this guy. He had the chance, I guess. Yeah. Should have killed Ozawa. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Ozawa should have taken that necktie oh, and wrapped it around him. Dennis and I killed see. him. Yeah. Self-defense. Self-defense, hey. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Pulled the old uh, Uno reverse card on him. See? Say you like that, Dennis. Then he could have. Now put- we're going to boil your fucking head in the bath. <laughs> Just choked him till he went unconscious and then put his head in the tub and drowned him. Smart. Yeah, give him a little taste of his own medicine. Yeah, yeah. I'll teach him. <laughs> Just <laughs> Leave him in the tub. Fill it up every day. See how you like it. How you like Dennis soup for a change? <laughs> Vivian and Monique heard all of this commotion, so they stepped out of their flat to see what was going on, and they found Dennis sitting on the stairs crying, um, which they didn't ask him what was wrong. They just quietly went inside and locked the door. Like, yeah, good, good idea. <laughs> not getting involved in this. Nope. Ozawa never reported this incident to the police. Same thing with that, you know, that embarrassment and mm. not want to bring attention to all this. On January 26, 1983, Dennis met 20-year-old Stephen Sinclair. Stephen was another victim that fit the stereotype. He was down on his luck and had a history of drug abuse. Dennis got to talking to Stephen and offered to buy him some food. Stephen had friends nearby who saw him walking away with Dennis. so They didn't really say anything because they were under the impression that Stephen was going to rob Dennis. So Stephen's like a homeless young guy that just kind of like hangs out with a group of people. Weren't they curious when he didn't ever come back with the cash? They figured he just probably went to buy drugs or something with the money. Yeah. Eh. Not like... Yeah, probably not a close-knit group where like, oh, it's 9 o'clock and you didn't come home. (laughs) I'm worried about Steven. He was going to mug that (laughs) chap and he never came back with the proceeds. They're like, "Ah, when we see him in three weeks, we'll see what we'll we'll find out what happened. (laughs) I sure hope he's okay. In six months, someone brings him up. And they're like, oh, shit, yeah, remember that guy? What happened to yeah, that guy? Yeah, what the fuck happened to that guy? That guy? <laughs> he fucking mugged that guy and took off. <laughs> He's in the Bahamas right now. <laughs> he must have made a killing. <laughs> Instead, Stephen spent the evening with Dennis drinking and then went back to his flat around 9 p.m. At some point in the evening, Stephen shot up heroin. Dennis said that at first he thought it was speed, but when Stephen passed out, he realized that it was heroin. Dennis then walked into his bedroom, grabbed a necktie, and strangled Stephen to death. At that point, Dennis dragged Stephen into the bathroom, where he ran a bath and washed the body. He then dragged the body to his bed and put a mirror next to the bed so that he could see himself 
laying next to Stephen's body. Next, Dennis got naked and covered himself in baby powder so that his skin matched the color of Stephen's skin, which it had turned pale and bluish by this point. Finally, Dennis got in bed with Stephen's body, and about this he said, quote, I spoke to him as if he were still alive. I was telling him how lucky he was to be out of it all. I thought how beautiful he looked and how beautiful I looked. He looked sexy, but I had no erection. He just looked fabulous. I wanted to touch and stroke him, but did not. I lie naked beside him, but only looked at the two bodies in the mirror. I just laid there, and a great peace came over me. I felt that this was it, the meaning of life, death, everything. No fear, no pain, no guilt. I could only caress and fondle the image in the mirror. I never looked at him, nor sex, just a feeling of oneness. So that's that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what... So you thought that other thing was weird. I think that's the strangest one. Yeah, that is... Uh, I don't even know what to say about Watching that. Watching yourself in the mirror, not even looking at him. Hmm. What was Bleep doing? <laughs> Dude, they head cocked <laughs> sideways again. Like, like at, this, at this point, I like to think Bleep had his own safe space in the house. <laughs> like he would just go like behind the couch and sleep and be like, this is where I'm going to be. I don't know what the fuck that jackass is doing on there. He's got his paws over his ears trying to yeah. play. He's just trying to sleep. He goes and he puts a vinyl music on and puts the headphones on. He knows on. how to put the own head. Yeah. <laughs> Bleep can't take yeah. it anymore. Bleep wants us to stop. He's listening to the White Album just on full blast. <laughs> it Dennis seems to get more and more extreme with this, this odd stuff. It's like it's he's not trying even to be ne- spiritual or, or I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's really, really weird. Because there's not any really necrophilia going on. No. Just masturbating over the bodies and stuff. Yeah. And laying with them. And laying with them. Like having this connection with them. Yeah. Which I think he probably wanted in real life. He wanted a connection. Like we talked about last week, I wanted to be spend the new year with this guy, yeah. whether he wanted to or not. It's weird that it seems like he wants that real-life human connection, some kind of real relationship, and he is clearly able to get guys. Yeah. yeah. But then maybe doubts himself or doubts the situation and then feels like he has to kill them. But at the same time, he's also enjoying getting off to their dead body. Yeah. So, it's weird. Is that what it is? Just yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's weird. It, it's weird. <laughs> it, it, that's my conclusion. That's, a, that's pretty. It's a pretty valid conclusion, friend. <laughs> the baby powder just adds that that extra layer. Like that's Buffalo Bill, yeah. you know, dancing in in yeah. the basement level weird stuff. I fuck me. I fuck me. And it's the same type of music that's playing in that scene. Love, love will tear <laughs> us apart again. Is <laughs> there crank and joy division in there? Love. <laughs> My first thought whenever Oof. anyone brings up Buffalo Bill is Joe Dirt. <laughs> when he's trapped in the hole, he's like, "Oh, yeah. say it, don't spray it, Mister." Damn. <laughs> he has uh, Buffalo Bill send him like the Auto Trader magazines that he's reading in, in the hole. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I got going on in my head. 
So when Dennis woke up the next morning, he put Stephen in the wardrobe and then just went about his day as normal. On February 3rd, 1983, Jim Alcock, who lived on the bottom floor, woke up to use his bathroom. Is it Alcock or Alcock? Hmm. Jim Al... I'm saying Alcock. Okay. I'm going with that. All right. Certainly wasn't Al Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so he woke up to use the bathroom, and it was clogged. He went out and bought some liquid Drano, something like that, but it didn't work. Jim's girlfriend saw Dennis walking down from... His flat asked him if he had any issues with his toilet, to which Dennis said no. No, I flushed all kinds of <laughs> shit down there. <laughs> Ten minutes ago, worked fine. <laughs> At that point, Jim called the landlord of the apartment building and was told that a plumber wasn't available right then, that they would have to hold out until the next day. It's so funny. It's such foreshadowing, that whole paragraph. Like, You know what's coming now. You know what is going to be his downfall yet. So Such a stupid turning over in your mind. Like, what an idiot this guy is. And he's completely oblivious yeah. to all of this, that he would be the one causing this issue. Yeah. Mm. Well, he flushed it, right? Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind? Like, right. There's no issues now. It's, I, I hit the thing. It's gone. I'm like, like, I don't know. like everybody's poop. Once you flush it, it's in God's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't go down. That's an act of God. That's right. The next day, so February 4th, the plumber didn't show up and the whole building was pissed. Besides Dennis, like he, like we just said, he was completely oblivious to everything. He didn't realize that him flushing human remains down the toilet was the cause of the issues that everybody else was having. He's running around his flat like Pee Wee Herman in the beginning. Dennis went out to the pubs and started an early day of getting blackout drunk. Oh, huh, you don't say. <laughs> in preparation to dismember Stephen's body. I mean, it's not easy. You can't start at 6 p.m. at night. You got to start in the, in the morning. It takes a lot of work you got to put in to get blackout drunk. Was he always blackout drunk for the dismembering part? Did we discuss that? Yeah, he was always I mean, pretty fucked up for it. Okay. He couldn't do that sober. He couldn't even kill... <clears throat> I guess he got off to him so sober, right? Like, wouldn't he wake up in the morning sometimes and jerk? Like, that guy that was hanging in his bathroom, he yeah. would just come on sober. But the killing and the dismembering, he would always have to be blacked out for. Yeah. Kind of. Let the record state, I, too, would prefer to be blackout drunk if I have to dismember and boil <laughs> someone's skull. I mean... Yeah. Understandable. I if I had that. to dismember somebody, I would probably be like Henry Hill and Goodfellas when they were going to bury or dig up the remains and he's just puking <laughs> in the corner. That would be me. I would be useless. I would just be vomiting. You know I will. Yeah. Just the smell. I'd start gagging. Mm. Yeah, That's not for me. Dahmer did the same thing. He got blackout drunk to do the dismembering. He hated it. It can't be easy. But that's part of... I guess that's just what you have to do to get away yeah. with it, you know. It's the life you chose, homie. Yeah. What you going to do? Cut them up and eat them, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he had that whole start fresh thing. Maybe he should have stuck with that. That's a difference we, with him and Dahmer, though. He wasn't uh, no cannibalism over here, right? No. Uh-uh. Just didn't have the taste for it. I don't know. Mm. Dennis was above that. Yeah. <laughs> Add that to the list of why we should not be killing him. <laughs> He was at least sensible enough to not eat the humans. He's setting up his argument already. Look at him. <laughs> oh, I've already, I've already... I did my research on this one. <laughs> we'll get to it. 
when nighttime came around, Dennis went home and dismembered Stephen's body, still completely unaware that he was the cause of all the plumbing issues. Dennis kind of had a happy accident at this moment in time. He was too drunk and tired to go through with the whole process of boiling down the flesh to the jelly substance. So he put everything into bags and put it all back into the wardrobe to take care of it another day. Because I, I would assume if he did this, the whole place would have like flooded with human jellies. Backing up yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Human yeah. jellies. <laughs> <laughs> I am not hard in the slightest right now. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> human jellies. <laughs> The next day, Dennis woke up around noon and came down to leave his flat and go out drinking. As he was walking down the stairs, he was stopped by Jim Alcock's girlfriend, Fiona. She told Dennis that the plumbing issue was worse than they expected it to be. The plumber hired by the landlord said that it was more work than he was capable of. So a company called Dino Rod would be coming out in a couple days. She told Dennis that no one was able to use their toilets now because the pipes were so clogged. Dennis hadn't been drinking yet, so it dawned on him now that he was standing there sober, that he was the cause of these problems. It's like, oh no. What did I do? A little light bulb on the top of his head. This was all happening over a weekend. The 5th was a Saturday. So Dennis had until Monday, February 7th, to figure out how he was going to get out of this situation. The night of February 5th, Dennis was sitting in his flat, pretty much just chugging rum, trying to figure out what to do. A friend of his stopped by. This was a friend from work, Martin Hunter. Martin was one of the few people that Dennis would have that friendship where it was just hang out every once in a while. Martin said that Dennis seemed very on edge and wouldn't let him into the flat. Dennis told him that he had another guy there and they were going to be hooking up. As Dennis was saying that, Bleep ran out the door and down the stairs. Dennis told Martin to hold on, but whatever you do, don't go into my flat. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis came back upstairs with Bleep and was acting really paranoid, asking Martin, like, you didn't go in there, did you? Tell me right now, did you go in there? Did you go in there? What did you do? (laughs) I didn't do fucking shit. (laughs) That's an exact quote from Martin. (laughs) Goddamn right, Earl. And then also Dennis said the same thing when Marley was like, I didn't do fucking shit. Don't go in my apartment. So Martin just left. He's like, all right, weirdo. I'm leaving. Bye. Creeping me out. God's sakes, lady, you're scaring us. (laughs) On Monday, February 7th, Dennis had no choice but to go to work like normal and get through his day, knowing full well that Dino Rod was going to be at the building uncovering what he had been doing. When Dennis got home that evening, he was able to breathe because Dino Rod never showed up. Which, if I was everybody else in this apartment building, I would be fucking furious at this point. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't use your own toilet. We're now, at, this happened on a Friday. We're now at Tuesday. Everyone's using fucking chamber pots at this point for three yeah, days, right. right? Like, what are you supposed to do? The next morning, same thing. Dennis went to work knowing full well that there was nothing that he could do. When he got home at 6.15 p.m., Dennis saw Jim Alcock standing by the manhole next to the building looking down at the Dino Rod guy down in the sewers. 
the all cock staring down a dino rod. That, that's either a, a porno or a wrestling match. <laughs> either way, I'm in. <laughs> Count me in. All cock on top of dino rod. Main event anywhere in the world, pal. <laughs> not in Saudi Arabia, probably. No, probably not. Don't worry, Dodo. You'll figure out a way to do it. <laughs> they want that blood money. Dino Rod found that the pipes were all clogged by a substance that this guy compared to chewed up Kentucky Fried Chicken. Since Dennis was the only person in the building that had a dog, they asked him if he had been flushing dog food or something like that down the toilet because this, the jelly kind of resembled dog food too. The way. Dennis answered these questions. The Dynarod guy wasn't buying it, and something seemed off, so he called his boss. His boss said that he couldn't make it out right then, so he'd come by the next day. So Dennis got another break, and everybody else is... A lot of breaks. And everybody else is pissed because they can't use their toilets right, for right. another day. Just trying to take a peaceful morning poop. Jim Alcock is not happy. I don't understand what they can't do. They can't just... Blow through this substance and knock it out of there. What's weird that what's going on here? The sewer system is weird because it's like you just open up a manhole, go down the ladder, and look at the pipes for the for the building for mm. the house. Like you can't do that here. That's not how it works. Mm. You would have to like get a company out there to snake it, not actually. It probably was just yeah. more backed up than they anticipated, and they were like, "Oh, they this have is gonna... no way to clear out the pipes." With what it even called human jelly. <laughs> After everyone was gone, Dennis went back to his flat and drank the rest of the night. As he was sitting there drinking, he thought back to the dino rod guy, saying that it looked like chewed up KFC. And Dennis wanted to see it for himself. His thought process was that Dennis could get a bunch of chicken and switch it out, and then he would admit to flushing food down the toilet. And be like, <laughs> Sorry, guys, I didn't want to... Admit it before, but I yeah, it was me that was doing this. So what did he when the dino rod guy asked him if he was like feeding his dog food and flushing it, why did he not just say, like try at the time, like, oh yeah, I was sorry. He probably yeah, he should have. Like, I didn't even think of that. I'm sorry. That's guard. what it was. Like it was the dog food. Go ahead, just scrape it all on out and we'll be fine. Muscoozy, won't do it again. <laughs> Like, what, what was he saying that the Dino Rod guy didn't believe him? Like, he was saying, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything. Yeah, and the Dino Rod guy's like, I've been doing this enough that I know it's you. Like, you're the yeah. one causing this problem. I've seen enough what are shit you flushing? pipes. Yeah. I know this one's you. Like, what are you flushing down the toilet? So, is his potential plan to go down there and clean all this out and then... Chew up a bunch of chicken and shove it back in place. Pretty much. I think that's what we're getting into now. Mm. I think, but it, I think he's figuring this out as he goes. Like he wasn't thinking this from like, oh, I'm going to lie to this dino rod guy and say, no, it wasn't me. And then I'm going to put a bunch of chicken in there. I think he just, your immediate reaction is to deny it, right? And lie. Yeah. And then he's sitting there drinking his rum going, you said it was chicken. I'll go buy a bunch of fucking chicken and just shove it in there. But just go clean it out and be done with it. The but whole then, part about refilling it with chicken. They've already seen it. So then so if they went back and it was empty, wouldn't they think like, oh, well, now there's something more fishy going on around here. But so what? It's gone, though, I guess. What can you prove? If you, if you feel like you can clean it out and get rid of it, do it. Don't worry about filling it back up. My Weird. Maybe, maybe so. 
Uh, we're obviously not thinking or talking about a rationally thinking human being. Here. <laughs> sure, sure. Like this was a the way I picture it is that it was a really big backup. So what Dennis was going to do is just clear out. Like he could get to his forearm, maybe like clear out that much, <laughs> fill that back up. Okay. <laughs> like not clear out all of it, just enough to. How funny would it be if like. Yeah. He cleared out like the <laughs> forearm worth, and then he just stuck in like a twenty-piece chicken McNugget in there. I was like, chicken! You got it right. Guys got it right. It's chicken. Lots chicken. Just throw it in like a bunch of like sweet and sour sauce, whatever, just to make it look more you know jelly-ish. Not honey, honey, hot mustard. You save that. Don't waste the hot. You mustard. don't waste the hot mustard. That stuff's good. Didn't they have two new ones recently too? Did you guys see those? Yeah, they had two new sauces. I didn't try them. I remember a couple years ago they had a sriracha one. The sriracha was good. Yeah. They had a, a a hot chili. I think it was like ten years ago. Was really good. Some kind of chili sauce mm. was really good. Well, anyways, I'm loyal to the hot mustard. I never stray. the hot mustard never really stray. Good. It really is good. You know what? I'm not a big barbecue sauce fan, but McDonald's barbecue sauce is really good. Is it? Yeah. Mm. I don't think I've had it. Every mm-hmm. now and then, like I'll still get my hot mustard, but if I wanted like something else, I'll I'll get a barbecue as well just to f- mix it up. Right. It's pretty tasty. It's definitely not the barbecue sauce they put on one of the fucking McRib, oh. whatever that shit is. <laughs> That's open pit, man. That's awful. <laughs> it's worse than open pit. It's bad. <laughs> it's fucking human jelly. <laughs> so Dennis went outside, opened the manhole, and went down. He looked at the clog and started pulling some of it out. And Dennis oh. was realizing that the KFC idea would be really hard to pull off. Like, <laughs> there was a lot here. So his new plan was to dig out as much as he could and then flush the toilet until the water just busted through. That isn't how this works at all. And he, wor- he all he did was wake up his neighbors who watched Dennis going back and forth from his flat to the manhole. <laughs> and then eventually he gave up and went to bed for the night. Jim Alcock specifically was like, I see this motherfucker going down there yeah. and coming back. He was talking weird, seemed really nervous around the dino rod guy. Something is wrong with when this you situation. Know, you know. Yeah. He's got his sleeves all rolled up. He's doing something down there. Didn't he have there. a bucket of chickens? <laughs> it also still blows my mind that in the early 80s, like KFC was a global brand. Like KFC's in England over here. Hmm. I don't remember even seeing one when I was over there. In the early 80s? Like and of all the things that we could export, like we're not going to send them Applebee's, our finest establishment. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding, but like like <laughs> KFC, that's really weird that like, I don't know, to me, it's just weird to think about like that was a big thing over there or at least something yeah. that they were talking about. Yeah. Like we don't even really talk about KFC over here anymore. I couldn't tell you last time I was at KFC. I'm embarrassed to say I did eat at Pizza Hut when I was in London this year. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I just, it was fucking pouring rain. Everything was full. I'm like, we are going in this pizza hut and having a few pieces of pizza and sitting down. There was nowhere else to go. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I don't care. You might, you should be a little bit. It was horrible. No, it was disgusting. All of it was awful. But was it like one of the buffet? Yes, the Pizza Hut lunch buffet. It used to be good. It was terrible. That used to be real good. (laughs) Oh my god, it was awful. (laughs) You go. 
<laughs> Cross the world eating a fucking pizza hut. <laughs> I know. It couldn't be helped though, man. <laughs> the next day, the Dino Rod guy and his boss came to look at the clog. As they were digging out some of the jelly, one of them pulled out half of a human finger and they came up out of the manhole super <laughs> scared. Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. That's when Jim Alcock told them all about how Dennis was going up and down all night. So the decision was made to call the police. At 11 a.m., a group of officers led by Detective Chief Inspector Peter Jay showed up and found several more pieces of flesh and three small bones each with the knuckle still attached. Ugh. The remains were taken to Charing Cross Hospital where they were examined by Professor David Bowen. David Bowie examined them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he confirmed that the bones and knuckles came from the hand of a human male and the flesh was human neck tissue. It was a four four inches wide six inches long he flushed a piece of skin that big yeah a piece of skin <laughs> i was wondering when i read this i'm like how much how big was this piece that they could identify ligature marks yeah on a neck piece but all right oh, on enough. skin though wasn't he boiling that though some of it but he was he was like shaving it Jesus. flesh off so and they're kind of flushing that too yeah so i mean if he's and he's super drunk he's not right oh sure. perfect about this yeah. But there was a clear ligature mark on this piece of flesh. Unbelievable. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. I read that they can identify and tell it's a, a male, a male's knuckles do the extra wear and tear from masturbation on it. <laughs> Is that for real? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to get you. Oh, really? Well, I was looking no. at him. He looked like he was questioning it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's because when Ian first said it, I was thinking like, I wonder how they know. And then I was like, well, I guess it's probably just bigger, maybe a little thicker. Like man's, <laughs> men's hands are typically bigger. And, and then when you said like more rugged, I was like, eh, okay, that's kind of a sexist way for them to look at it. But okay. And you said masturbation. I was like, All right. He's fucking up. <laughs> he's taking the piss out of it. Meanwhile, Dennis was still doing what he had been the past two days, just at work, completely aware that he was going to be arrested and had really nothing to do. <laughs> you know, he was going to have to admit to what he had been doing. Before leaving his office, Dennis wrote to his colleagues telling them not to believe any reports suggesting that he committed suicide in jail. He tucked the note into a drawer, cleaned up his desk, and went home. All right, Jeffrey Epstein, settle down. <laughs> You're not that important. No one's going to fucking kill you. At 5.40 p.m., Dennis got home to find DCI Peter J., Detective Inspector Stephen McCasker, and Detective Constable Jeffrey Butler waiting for him. Detective Constable. They have a lot of titles. That's a cool title. As a cool title. We need that over here. And some constable. They would have not fucked up the JonBenet Ramsey case. A detective constable. You don't think so? Would not have fucked up. You don't You don't get the title of constable <laughs> if you're going to fucking let strangers in bringing donuts, right? No, you don't. Like, it's who do you think possible. you are? I'm detective fucking constable. <laughs> who the fuck are you and why are you on my crime scene? That's how I picture Out of here. Yeah. Cool name. So Dennis act, acted surprised, even asking the... 
other two uh, officers if they were health inspectors. <laughs> Are you guys health inspectors? <laughs> Did you find like some bacteria in the neighborhood or something? What are you guys doing here? Yeah, they told him, no, we're all police officers. We have some questions. <laughs> Dennis led them upstairs to his flat where he was told that some of the objects retrieved from the drain had been identified as human remains. I read that the odor was overwhelming when they walked in the door. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand how the people in the building didn't really complain. Or the people he brought home. Yeah. The people that weren't right in his apartment. Yeah. There was, yeah, the flap. His friend Martin, who he like ushered out of there real quick and wanted him out, he said later on that it smelled like vomit to mm. him, that there was something wrong. Do you think maybe the air, like the scent just didn't travel down like to the people all below him? Like they just... He kept yeah, putting those. Kept the window. Well, maybe open just and... they just assumed it was each other's teeth and their breath. Come on, they eat beans for breakfast. How yeah. good can it smell? Right, right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. <laughs> he was putting those deodorant bars in there, which I don't. Yeah. I think that just means sticks of deodorant like he was just like, like, or like an air freshener is what i thought I, I just assumed it was like some kind of air freshener for the time yeah something that should do the trick yeah so if i just get like a bar of dove soap and throw it with my dirty laundry it's just gonna make it smell better <laughs> all apparently magically apparently not because when they walked in they yeah. also know, they recognized it's it it's true i guess we shouldn't take advice from uh, a guy who's drunk on rum 99 percent of the time <laughs> He's a, pirate. He's a pirate. He's a literal pirate. <laughs> Blackout drunk on rum every day. So they just came right out and asked Dennis, where's the body? To which Dennis replied, quote, in two plastic bags in the wardrobe, I'll show you. Which he showed him. Yeah, there and, you go. Yeah. So they drove him. He knew what was up. What, what are you going to do? Yeah. It, it, he was driving to the police station with them. They asked Dennis whether they were dealing with one body or did he kill two? And Dennis said, quote, 15 or 16 since 1978. I'll tell you everything. It's a relief to get it off my mind. Mm. While Dennis was headed to make his confession, police did a more thorough search of his flat and found the lower section of a torso and two legs in a bag in the bathroom, a skull, a section of torso, and all the bones that we talked about still in the tea chest. See, Earl Grave, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a big thing with Dennis after reading all this stuff about him that he just wanted this to be over. I was just going to ask, like, do, so do you think that it was like the stress was just weighing on him, like having to, to go through this process, like he had to get blackout drunk to get rid of the body parts and he was just kind of like over it in the sense of he's not going to stop. He's still that piece of shit, yeah. Yeah. but I don't want to have to keep doing this. I just want to get off and then make these bodies disappear. He doesn't seem like a guy that's loving his situation. More like he has, he's compelled and has to do it, but he's like he knows it's wrong. Kind of trapped in really this lifestyle. It. Yeah. I'm sure it's, that's it's kind a of huge what I relief. got from this. And he confessed to everything. He didn't, he wasn't hiding it at this point. This isn't no. one of the ones where we feel like there might, there's more victims that he's not talking about. Maybe no. he doesn't remember some. Yeah, uh, I think he... But he, he was as truthful as he could be, we think. Yeah. Actually, less, because later on, after all this is over, he tried to recant, what, three of those confessions? 
Yeah. They don't believe him. They believe he actually did it, but he later on tried to recant three of them. Just saying, like, I don't really think I had anything to do with that. Just or? That he made it up. They weren't, it wasn't, none of it was real. Oh, made up the victim. Like, they never identified who the people were. Is that what, right, Ian? Yeah, because. I think so. At his first apartment, um, there was a stretch of yeah, three Those or four he didn't really, that were unidentified. Yeah. And yeah, he just said that later on he made it all up. I would assume he didn't. And he was, you know, fairly specific about yeah. those victims. Okay. And the media was mm. all over this case. This was a big deal over there at the time. There's some interesting tabloid covers with him on the front and little clever headlines about the him. Daily Mail, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> the Star, the Sun. Did 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 they just take uh all of astronomy for their uh, their, their <laughs> newspaper, like the star, the sun. Right. This is the moon. <laughs> and this week's edition of the Little Dipper. <laughs> the Little Dipper. I mean, and the confessions were fairly detailed, right? Essentially, this whole story we just talked about were based, like all the eyewitness recollections were based on his confession, right? Yeah. Like you did, get to the end it, here, and you don't. You kind of it feels like you gloss over the confession, but all this stuff we just talked about. Was the confession. That's where all this information came from. Like all those people that remembered later on, like that never called the police. Those were all identified because of his confession. The right. police did they, to talk to him. That's what I was going to ask. Like the the college kid or the, 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 the was it o- Okazawa? I'm sorry. What was his name? Yeah, the or, chef. Yeah. Mm. Did they ever come forward after the fact and say, yeah, that was me. That happened. I was too ashamed at the time or I didn't say anything or was that just based on Nilsson's confessions his confessions the police and then uh, Brian Masters who wrote one of the books mm. on Dennis Nilsson and com- talked with Dennis Nilsson for a very long time years and years um, yeah it's all corroborated but what I, I what I'm asking is did any of the actual victims who survive ever speak out publicly that we know of. I think the police reached out to him as mm-hmm. a result of the confession. And they they corroborated said, yeah, the, that, that eyewitness accounts. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was at. Okay. Yeah. That makes I think, sense. right? Mm-hmm. That's how I took it. Yeah. On February 11th, 1983, Dennis was officially charged with murder. I didn't include what happened to bleep in the outline. I don't even know how I skipped that over. That would be like the biggest plot hole ever. <laughs> So thankfully you looked into what happened to Bleep here because um, obviously Dennis could not take Bleep to jail with him. And he was very distraught about this. I'm sure he was. That was the only thing he cared about was what was going to happen to Bleep. Well, it's good to know that Bleep got adopted by another family and lived a long, healthy, happy life, right? See you guys next week. (laughs) Here's a newspaper article. Nilsson's dog dies. (laughs) <laughs> this was a couple weeks after he was arrested. A dog owned by murder charge man. I love some of this. Murder language. charge murder man. charge man. Dennis Nilsson pined to death for him last night, which essentially is Aww. saying the dog died of a broken heart. The pet, an eight year old mongrel bitch called Blip. <laughs> Blip. Blip. So Pretty that was sure I that was a the couple mis- of those in college. <laughs> <laughs> A mongrel bitch named Blip <laughs> was taken to Battersea Dogs Home when Nilsson, who lived at Cranley Gardens, Muswell Hill, North London, was arrested. Although Blip was suffering from an infection, the dog's home said, basically, he pined to death, losing his master. 
So he did not last much longer after after Dennis was arrested. Do we believe that is a real thing? Like, do you think the dog died of a broken heart? I, I like, is that? I just have trouble accepting that. Probably not. I think they just did put, they just did they just they, put the dog down? Probably. They didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Would you would you want to adopt that dog out to a family not knowing what it had seen or? I don't what think I would have done in his adopt it out right away, but you know, maybe give it some time wherever I don't know the situation, but give it some time at a shelter and see how what it does. <laughs> I think someone wanted to be done with that. The blip did not survive. Blip. Bleep. Bleep. <laughs> see, now I'm calling a blip. Goddamn irresponsible news saying, writers. Look, I'm not the biggest <laughs> pet person in the world. Anyone who knows me knows that. Uh, but I don't think Bleep was ever given a fair chance. There's no reports of Bleep attacking anyone. You're not wrong. No, there's nothing bad about no, Bleep. No. Poor Bleep at least deserved to live a little bit. It sounds like it was just put in a shelter where, you know. You'll never get the that's real just going to happen. And, he pined to death, Mike. Yeah, Let's no. just keep it at that. <laughs> yeah. I don't love that. <laughs> okay. Why couldn't they use Bleep as like one of the rehabilitation dogs that they take to prisons oh, for some he could of the visit Dennis? Well, I don't. If Dennis would qualify for that, maybe. Mm. But love, maybe. love will tear us apart again. <laughs> Bleep a super emo just died. <laughs> he killed himself, Mike. Yeah. Fucking killed himself. That dog pined to death. All those memories All right. of listening to records with Dennis. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, so far that's 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 a depressing, the most depressing ending of of this story. Ruined my whole bleeping day. It really did. Bleeping or blipping? Both. <laughs> so trial for Dennis started on October twenty fourth, nineteen eighty three, for six counts of murder and two of attempted murder. On November 4th, the jury returned a verdict of guilty for the six counts of murder and one of attempted murder, with a unanimous guilty verdict for the attempted murder of Paul Nobbs. Dennis was sentenced to life in prison with a recommendation that he serve at least a minimum of 25 years. Oh, that'd be oh, nice. Well, yeah. Huh? Uh, what a, okay, what a, what a nice recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> like they have that whole life order in the UK where you get no possibility of parole. Seems like this gentleman maybe should have gotten that sentence. If he doesn't qualify, who does? <clears throat> right. Like that Lucy, Lu- Lucy, Lucy Letby, that nurse that was killing those babies. Mm-hmm. She just got a whole life order. Why wouldn't someone like Dennis Nelson get it? Well, and I also don't like sentenced to life. Uh, you were sentenced to life in prison. You're going to serve maybe 25 years. Yeah. Well, we would like to, you at least serve 25 years for that life sentence. My understanding of life sentences over there is that the judge also sets a minimum term and then you're eligible for parole based on that minimum term. Yeah. Which, and then I also looked up the uh, in the UK, they had not killed anyone since uh, they had not uh, sentenced anyone to death and killed them since 1964. And then in 1998, they officially outlawed capital punishment okay. in the UK. Who was killed in 64? I, I, I can't remember who yeah. it was. but So it had been 19 years since they actually had um, killed someone who was sentenced to death. And they just kind of put like a stop on it. And then in 98, it was officially outlawed over there. Mm. All right. You should go live there. You'd love it. <laughs> well, I'll go eat at Pizza Hut every day. 
So Dennis talked to people, like I said before, Brian Masters wrote a book, really good book on Dennis that I read for this. Um, what was the name of that book? Uh, R.L. Stein, The Ghosts <laughs> Who Do Not Matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that book is called Killing for Company. Right. It's a good title. I think that's what Dennis was definitely doing this whole time. <laughs> that sure seems like it, doesn't it? I did read that fairly um, right after he got arrested, like while before the trial happened, he threw the contents of his chamber pot over some guards. So I'm sure that went over well. He got 56 days in solitary. And I'm sure a healthy ass whooping. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think guards like having piss and shit thrown on. Well, probably not. <clears throat> no. I would imagine not. Yeah. Uh, on May 10th. 2018, Dennis was taken from prison to York Hospital after he was complaining of really bad stomach pains. He ruptured an abdominal aortic aneurysm, which they did fix, but two days later, a blood clot had formed and he died. Dennis's body was cremated in June of 2018, and there were only four people present, three police officers and someone who Dennis had wrote back and forth to while in prison. <clears throat> That's that guy, Mark Austin, which became his pen pal writing back and forth to him. So somehow they considered him like next to kin after a while. So he, he got the ashes. He got the urn. Really? And he ended up publishing his autobiography, The History of a Drowning Boy. He published Mark. Dennis Nilsson's autobiography? Yeah, Dennis wrote it, and he was blocked for some reason from publishing it himself in prison, probably due to like profiteering laws you know where he's not allowed to yeah, profit on, right, on right. work like that but this guy published it it's out there have you guys seen any of that have you guys read any of that that and sounds interesting no i i look i read uh that other book killing for company yeah the history of a drowning boy it's his own autobiography and apparently this mark has like he got his possessions, like a typewriter, glasses, and like weird shit like that. But he's also in possession of a bunch, like thousands of other pages of his writings, stuff like that. So like his last pal on earth. He didn't get blippy. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> <laughs> should have got he should have been like, Oh, you wanna write his autobiography? You get the fucking dog. <laughs> Gotta take blippy. Yeah. So yeah, there might be some more uh, down the road. I wonder what happened to the Polaroids. Dennis was taking Polaroid pictures. Was there a lot of Polaroids? Oh, did we yeah. did we talk about that? Talked I, about I that in part that. two. Yeah, hmm. one of his victims. He posed them. He kept them for a while and posed them around. You think it's just in police evidence now? Yeah, or maybe Dennis destroyed. He them probably burned it when he left that. Oh, that's that true. Last maybe place burned everything. Fresh start. He in fresh start. Yeah, and maybe then maybe at the true. second time he didn't take pictures. Yeah. Hmm. Those are horrifying pictures. Dahmer's Polaroids that are online. Those pictures are super fucking I, creepy. I yeah. I kind of remember looking at those, you know, way back. What's the creepiest photo you've ever seen online? Hmm. Doesn't have to be like the most uh insane or crazy or wild, but like what's the one that like just always like kind of haunts you? Picture? I'll I'll we'll say picture for now. All right. It's that one girl that got murdered, and there's that picture, like, right before he that guy killed her. Oh, with her hands out? I don't remember exactly what it looks like. Yeah, but I know which one you're talking about. She's got her hands out like that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. 
That's a pretty. I have not picture. seen that's that photo. Horrible. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, that's I don't want to see that. So I would say that one. Those OJ photos are pretty fucked up too. Not OJ, but the um, uh, the the crime scene oh, the crime photos. Scene? Those are really wild. It's a lot. You get the one without the black mark when yeah. you see your head's almost chopped off. Yeah, the, I, and I've never looked at the JonBenet ones because Ian, you said like. You don't want to see that, like how? Yeah, yeah those are. So good. I never looked at that. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever the one you guys just fucking talked about ruined my night. I don't even <laughs> want, now I'm just thinking about what that would look like, and I don't even want to see that. It's not great. A lot of people would say that Israel Keys photo, but as we know, it's, it's fake. fake. I take that back. If I, that was real. But I'm also not asking everyone else. I'm asking you guys. I'm saying if that picture was real, then I think that would be what was at that the top of the one? list. But it's, what was it again? She like her in the shed. What was the photo? Like he with her eyes pinned open. That yeah. he sent oh, his yeah, proof yeah, of yeah. life photo. Yeah. There's a real one and there's, there's a fake one. The yeah. real one has never been made public. Right, yeah. I don't even think it exists anymore. Yeah. The worst picture I've ever seen was when we were doing the Johnny Gosh series. And I was on the way back machine looking at Noreen Gosh's old website. And she has no warnings about what she put on there. And there's a picture of a child, like eight or nine years old, tied up in a basement. And it's clearly child pornography mm. about to happen. Those are weird pictures. I'll never be able to unsee that picture. That picture mm. is terrible. Like, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. Should have been a warning there. Not just scroll <laughs> Could have used a little warning. <laughs> yeah. A little warning. So, yeah, that was pretty gross. All right. Well, I, I was hoping that would be a good conversation, <laughs> but it made me feel worse this entire thing. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> mm. No, I just feel like I want to just lay in a bed and cover myself up with a blanket and not wake up for a day. <laughs> Any final thoughts on uh, Dennis Nilsson, Ian? Anything else you just uncovered, found? I don't know. Dennis has redeeming qualities more than other people we've talked about. But at the end of the day, he's still a piece of shit that yeah. ruined a whole bunch of people's lives for yeah. no reason, really, yeah, other than yeah. for him to be selfish. Gratification. There are times where it seemed like he really wanted to get out of this, but then just it just kept going back to it. It's a, it's literally the same thing as Dahmer. Just can't stop. When she just start. when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> well, in all fairness, it was whose fault this time? Who was the guy that made him kill him? John. John. Fuck you, John. You did this. <laughs> it's not John's fault. We've had a lock of, a lock lock lock. We've had a lot of recommendations to watch the the miniseries Des. That about, book about was this guy. Or that show was based off of the book. On that book mm -hmm. with David Tennant and said it's really good. Des? Des. That was his was nickname. Was that on Netflix? I don't know. Yeah, he always wanted to be called Des. Yeah. This is one of the things, like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like The Office when Andy wants to be called, uh, or Drew. Drew. Jim's like, <laughs> I'm no, not I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tuna. <laughs> All right, anything else? No, no. I, I feel like I want some KFC after all You that. don't even like fried chicken. Not really, but it... Do you really want KFC after thinking of it? Like I, I do, actually. <laughs> I'm really hungry. I had fried chicken for lunch today. <laughs> I was at the grocery store. Of I had to, you did. I had to get some stuff, and they had, like, the, uh, the just, like, the, like the little preheated, like, already made fried chicken, and yeah. I was like, 
Oh, it's lunchtime. I'm pretty hungry. <laughs> that looks pretty good. It was pretty tasty. All right. Wasn't as good as KFC. Not that KFC is great, but <laughs> their mashed potatoes and mac and cheese are pretty tasty. All right. What do you got on uh, Patreon? Thank you to new patrons, Feral Foe, Niall Larkin, Caitlin Turner, Driven Demon, Dave sucking Casey Anthony's toes in front of Mike. <laughs> what? Dave sucking. No, no, I heard what you said. <laughs> I don't get it. Someone's visual cut? interpretation of uh, All right, what I'm down. See. Dave, you down? I'm down. Oh, I'll suck, suck Casey in his toes. <laughs> All right, sure. I, I will watch. Hundred <laughs> percent. Bongs and slongs. Tom, Whitney Birnbaum, Shanna, Shana Lay, like Chevrolet. Oh, thanks for the phonetics. It's really good. James T. Soleil, Sarah Beth, Greg. Mothman's Milk Mommy. <laughs> you like that one? He's laughing at every fucking name. You can be like, next one, Bill. He's going to start fucking laughing. Darius Lytle, Alex Scanlon, Amanda Shackelford, Nick, Thalia Weeks, Jessica Budke, Alicia... Noboa, Rennell Jackson, The Dave Abides, Candace Galen, Karen, Desi, Nicole, Hope Southers, Jacqueline's BFF Kelly, Jack Hanna, Joe <laughs> Jack Hanna. There's Jack Hanna. Jack Hanna. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was? It'd be sweet. Is he still alive? Jack Hanna? I don't know. I don't know. I'd be like, let me hang out with oh, you and all your I animals. Think so. Let me get to Google real quick. <laughs> Hannah, please be alive. He's still alive. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Come on, Jack. Well, hopefully that's him. Open invite anytime you want on the podcast, pal. There you go. You let us know. Bring some of his animals. Yeah. Jungle Joe's- Jack was his other nickname. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I cut you off. <laughs> Joe Scrum, Amelia Starnes, Gray from at Middle Tooth SC, Waylon, Jarrett, Danny Reitz. Jens John, Mad Allercy, Davian Nichols, and Ari. Thank you very much, new patrons. Welcome aboard. Lots of good stuff on that Patreon. Oh, yeah. It's a whole, what is it, four years of content? Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. You're in for a treat, people. A lot of back archive material. It's no holds barred on Patreon sometimes, too. A lot of stuff <laughs> gets out of hand. <laughs> Times. Why do you think we pick short episodes? Because then Dave and I can just run wild for forty-five more minutes. <laughs> there's alien fucking. There's human fucking <laughs> in metro parks. That's true. In, in hotels. Bathroom. Jesus. Uh, People. Jesus's mom getting uh, a visit from God. Oh man, good stuff. Stepdad Joseph getting cocked. All kinds it's of a stuff. play. It's a whole play. Girls with big, thick, juicy asses breaking their boyfriend's boners by <laughs> pounding on it too much. Timber. Is that what was Timber. Right. <laughs> All that and more on patreon.com slash necronomapod.
Uh, Ian, what do you got? For iTunes, I have one for VW, one, two, three, four, and Night Friend. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. What do you got on your end, Dave? I have one international shout out. Olive Creamen <laughs> <laughs> from Great Britain. All right. Thank you so much for the kind review. I do have one more shout out today. Uh, one of our patrons wrote in, Joe Stevens, just wanted to acknowledge that her son, Alex, turned her on to the show. Alex, thanks for turning your mom onto the show. And I would invite all younger people who are listeners of the show, perhaps your mom would like to listen <laughs> to the show as well. So recommend it to her. You might think she's too old. I don't think so. I think she might like the the necro pod. So that's cool. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, and your, I can't wait to turn your listen. mom on. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me dad, son. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Was it from him on Patreon or his mom? His mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you can start messaging him and tell him what to do. Tell him to do chores and stuff. <laughs> hey, son, I'm balls deep in your mom right about now. Could you uh, maybe vacuum? <laughs> Saw some dust on the floor earlier. <laughs> oh, boy. We are on Twitter, Facebook. There, look, we're, we're, we got we to gotta get out of this one. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, at Necronomapod patreon.com slash necronomapod uh, amazon.com search necronomapod for all of our merchandise and necronomapod.com alright you guys ready for a cool down beer cheers <laughs>